uh, I was playing the song, playing this album a lot um, when Ethan was just about to start school, actually, um, as it turned out. He was sort of at about five uh, on our little walking bus on the way to school. The song that he was singing um, caught the attention of uh, some of the teenage girls from Wellington Girls College. And this was the song. Fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go round. Music! Movies! Madness! Good evening and welcome. How's that for an intro, chaps? There we go. Bloody hell. <laughs> this is Music, Movies and Madness. And tonight we are doing a Queen, mm. 50 Years of Queen on record special. Um, so 50 years of since the first album was released, which was just a few days ago, but in 1973. Um, and um, yeah, Queen. We've talked about them, and I've threatened to do this for ages. I just hope we did with the Floyd thing for Glenn. This is my Floyd. So, um, yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to this one, chaps. Um, so the order of, of the, the day for, and how we're going to kind of do this is um, we, we kind of had a little bit of a, a think about it, and we're going to choose a hit each, a deep cut each, i.e. one an album track or an obscure track, and a live track each because they were such a cool live band that, you know, it's like definitely a band of two halves with, in terms of that. Um, yeah. So before we kind of get into that, we'll talk a little bit about just your thoughts on the band and and um, and if you've got like a favourite song or a favourite album, uh, if, there's, if there's anything in particular you kind of like really, really like about them. Um, so let's start with, with you, David. Um, yeah, you got a fave? Um, I, I kind of do. I mean... I think Queen at Live Aid is one of those moments in rock history that uh, it's you, you can't really imagine any other band doing what Queen did at that event um, with, what, 80,000 people in the crowd, 2 billion people watching on television. Mm. Um, Queen had been down and out for the five years or whatever it was leading up to Live Aid, hadn't, um, hadn't been on all cylinders Freddie gets up there. By all accounts, he's not feeling 100%. He's got maybe a, a bit of a cold or a sore throat. And you'd never know, right? And he just he just owns it, right? And he's and that that's probably my favorite Queen uh moment, Live mm. Aid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely like the band, I think they got the brief like <laughs> to, to a T, right? It was like global jukebox so let's play the hits you know they didn't put any of the filler stuff or the new stuff in there they just oh, they the did ones though they... well but they did because they just played 
two songs because I watched it tonight. They played two songs from the works, which was the two singles, uh, Hammer yeah. to Fall and um, Radio Gaga, which weren't, you know, well, Radio Gaga was was a little bit before, so like the year before, was it? right? Oh, yeah. right, okay, so yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it, it had its went... release leading up to it. There were a lot of like um, questions about could they pull it off and how were they going to do because they were pretty rusty. They they'd done a tour like um, a good sort of six to 12 months before but hadn't kind of like been in the studio or actually been together doing anything for for quite a length of time and the rumors in the press at the time were that it was that they were done and they were going to split up um there's a lot of rumors about that going around at the time yeah what um, difference the friendship shows the friendship shows between them all absolutely um, yeah and i think that's probably one of the cool moment bits of queen is that there is the friendship there between all the members of the band and um, it comes through in the music as well, which is mm. a really good part of the Queen story. Even John. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And you had all of them were songwriters. Yeah. And mm. all of them had had like top 10 hits. It wasn't exactly. like, you know, someone wrote yeah. songs and they were just like, it wasn't a Ringo kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, it was yeah pretty, pretty remarkable. And one of the few bands to actually last that long and not have a lineup change as well, really, mm. you know. Um, yeah, um, pretty amazing kind of repertoire and career, really. How about you, Ian? You got a favourite? Um, well, I'm, I'm not a massive Queen fan. Um, I I definitely am. Yeah, see, uh, I've been kicked off the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't. I um I definitely respect wholeheartedly the talent that Queen produce. Um, but and I don't really own any of their albums. Uh, I did have the was it the greatest was it the greatest hits which had one, two, and three on it. Yeah. Yep. And so for me. I really enjoy the early Queen, the old stuff. I just think it's different and good and rocky. So I tend to sway. I tend to go back a little bit with that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's but, all uh, old I, Queen, isn't it? The early stuff, Glenn, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but early, early Queen is definitely probably my favourite go-to. And mm-hmm. most of it, I don't. And the other thing is, I went to see the stage show. We will rock you just. Uh, the other few weeks ago, mm. and uh, yeah, and when you, and they had a live band playing their score, and you've just, I mean, they are just pretty much just dance, just hit after hit after hit after hit, and uh, I would have loved to have seen them live. I think that would have been a big game changer for me. Yeah, yeah, and um, I got close. I saw three of them. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, Definitely. I mean, yeah, live, they were a force to be reckoned with, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn, how about you? Got a fave? Um, probably Queen Greatest Hits, mostly because of road trips. Um, it was one of those tapes that we had in mm. the car. I think it was probably after the Live Aid, Live Aid show, and it was just always in the car. It was a ubiquitous car travel album. Um so sort of grew up listening with Queen's greatest hits. Um, and then I think I OD'd on Queen after Freddie passed away and listened to far too much of it and kind of got, uh, and now I'm like. Queen fatigued. 
I was queen fatigued for many, many years. Um, you hit the uh, you hit the Queen Wembley hard around your teen years. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totes, yeah. totes. And every and time now, we came around, you were on Queen Wembley. It was like, oh. uh, I know, I know. <laughs> so yeah, as a result, probably that was peak Queen, and um, <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to hear Bohemian Rhapsody ever again. <laughs> Okay, I will make a promise that we won't play that song tonight. There we go. So, but good. certainly a, a lot of respect. A lot of respect. A lot of yeah, respect for right. the Queen. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think for me, it's kind of weird. You know, they've been a part of my life since I was probably, well, sort of consciously from about the age of about twelve or thirteen. Um, and a friend of mine gave me a copy of, of um, a Night at the Opera on a, on a pirate cassette. Or a bootleg, and um, what I didn't realize at the time was it had Bohemian Rhapsody on it, but the tape cut off halfway through the song, and then played the other half on the other side of the tape. So I thought it was two separate songs, and it was like bang on work for a bit as well. <laughs> so I actually oh, just thought yes. they were two separate songs for, for, for about a year um, <laughs> until I went out and actually brought myself a, a proper copy. Um, yeah. Um, it changes for me as to a favorite, like so much. Like I go through phases of like loving Night of the Opera and, and and also Sheer Heart Attack, which is the one before it. I love those earlier ones, but I do love a lot of the later stuff as well. You know, I think um, the, the the last couple, The Miracle and Innuendo, are, are like grossly underrated. Like I think they're mm, brilliant albums. Mm. Um, and, and and I suppose you've got a special place in your heart for hot stuff. Of course. <laughs> hot space. Hot space. Hot space. <laughs> hot stuff oh. was all Monty, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that as well. That as well. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of get into um, our, our favorite uh, hits, we're going to pick hits first, our greatest hits. Um, I'm just going to play a little snippet from um, a track that was on the first album. Um, and this is um, Keep Yourself Alive. So we're just going to play a little bit of oh, this. Oh, nice one. many guitars are um overdubbed on that one well one guitar just but how many overdubs how Lots. many overdubs <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's a, i mean that's a that's a really good example that song mm. maybe maybe not so well known perhaps i don't know i'm, I'm oh, not yeah. a massive queen fan but I've, mm. I've heard it a few times great example of musically just how amazing they are yeah. all of them the whole band Absolutely, yeah. And again, you know, we all know, obviously, Brian's a great guitarist. Um, but yeah, I mean, Roger was a phenomenal, is a phenomenal drummer. And, and singer. 
Yeah, you know? an amazing singer as well, yeah. Um, you know, that first track that we had in the intro there, all that high stuff, that's not Freddie, that's Roger. Yeah. Roger. You know? These, these um, guys were good, man. These guys were good. Absolutely. Um, mm. Yeah, um, and, and an influential drummer as well, you know, people like Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl, um, you know, worship the ground that he, he walked on. <laughs> so it's uh, definitely, um, yeah, it, it's definitely something with the band, you know, that they don't always get the that recognition for their individual parts um you know you know freddie was always very kind of adamant that like he wasn't the the leader of the band you know right. he was the front man he was the singer but they all four of them contributed all four of them had an equal kind of say in what happens in those songs mm. so yeah we're going to get into the hits then uh a hit each ian do you want to start us off with this if, you, if you've got a hit for us uh the hit song i chose before i talk about it Let's just give you a snippet because I just think it it just has you've just got to hear it, man. When love breaks up, when the dawn light up, a new life is I mean, it's orgasmic, you know, uh, what can I say? It's um, Breakthrough is the song name. It's uh, off the album, The Miracle. And it's a song that's kind of very, very close and special to my heart. And um, I just, I think what I really, really like about the song, A, the lyric, it's got a, it's got a good upbeat, lifting queen. We're great at that. You know, you want something driving and with a bit of punch yeah they were a great band for that stuff but yeah first 30 seconds you got your slow vocal harmonies which were originally written for a different song which i didn't know uh anyway they incorporated that in um then it breaks into your fast pace the sort of powerhouse kind of stuff it was written by roger taylor um and another good example for me of a classic sort of rock song by a classic rock band you know um and there's different bits of the song that I really enjoy. Like Brian May does some very funky little muted licks through the song, almost kind of funk, you know? Uh, and then he breaks into his lead break at the end, which is like an arpeggio. Mm. I mean, the guy's an insane guitar player. Yeah. I'm a guitarist. He's an insane guitarist. When did that come out, Ian? When was that released? Oh, The Miracle? Yeah, was that in mm-hmm. the 80s? 89. 89. Oh, late 80s, right. Late 80s, yeah. And it's it's a famous one for the they filmed it on the on the train. Do you remember the the one that went on the back of the train mm-hmm. and they're all dancing around filming that? Um, and I did a little bit of research on it, and it was on a steam train that was numbered uh, three eight double two. And actually, it was Brian May was talking about it. Um, and during the time they were doing a lot of studio work, and Freddie was pretty ill. I think, and Brian May's marriage was in the papers or in the tabloids a lot. Uh, so that song for them and jumping on a train for two days filming was a, 
a real refreshment for the band. And I think that just shines through the song. It's just, it's, it's got some spunk, get up and go. Love it. Thanks for that. Um, okay, Glenn, what have you got for us? I've got a song by Brian May, and it's from the Sheer Heart Attack album, um, and it's called Now I'm Here. Now I'm Here, Now I'm There. Or let's have a listen. Mm. Yeah, it's one of my faves from basically The Car. It's on Queen's Greatest Hits 1, and, or the Greatest Hits album, and yeah, every time I hear it now, I just love it to bits. Um, I got to hear it live in wellington when they did it with adam lambert and it was awesome it was so much fun um i think yeah it was a great show it was a killer show i had a great time at it and didn't realize how much i'd missed all the queen songs until i heard them live again so when they played this one i kind of lost my shit a little bit because i wasn't expecting it um so yeah let's have a listen Just a new man Yes, you made me live again Oh, what a rush Monster I mean, I could keep listening to that for ages. It makes you want to strut around the room, makes you want to throw the air guitar around. It's just awesome when that groove kicks in and it goes all quiet and then now I'm here, now I'm there. And then you push the queen button and all those harmonies come in. It must be something on the mixing desk. You know, I want the queen sound. What one do I push? Oh, that one. (laughs) All of them. Everything. The queen sound. I want all of them. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I love that song to bits. It's stellar. Thank you. Yeah, uh, great track. Yeah, brilliant live track as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And I think just that, yeah, I got goosebumps um, when they played it live. Um, yeah, it was just, whoa, here we go. That was awesome. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so for, for my one, um, I've chosen one off, um, off the jazz album, um, and it's definitely not a jazz album. Um, but um, I was kind of in two minds about picking it, but it's such a fun song that I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go with it. Um, it's, it's one of those ones that's kind of got overused a lot over the last sort of maybe like 10 years. Um, and it's got used on a heap of movies and TV shows and unfortunately a lot of like reality shows as well. But um, I still love it. And if you listen to it just as a song, it, it's just a happy, cool song. This is a bit of um, Don't Stop Me Now. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. 
songs that mention lady godiva so i think it gets extra bonus points <laughs> <laughs> you 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 gotta see if you haven't david armand's visual interpretation of the song he's a um he's a mime artist that appeared on the bbc comedy how not to live your life and he mimes a whole lot of hit songs it's uh he does britney spears through to queen and his one of don't stop me now it's just I'll post it up on the Facebook page, listeners. It is amazing. Great song. Great mind. Awesome. Yeah, my favourite um, use of it, I think, is definitely going to be Sean and the Dead, where they're just around the sneaker table. Obviously, on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Pool cues. And, yeah. It just <laughs> fits perfectly. Um, yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's not me now. Um, it was written by Freddie. Um, and it really was just about his his lifestyle at the time. He was having a while of a time, you know. He was loaded um figuratively and literally um very <laughs> yeah, yeah um just having a bit of a hedonistic kind of blaze really um yeah um again like the live version of it is is fantastic as well and i think they've kind of brought that back into the set with adam lambert as well now um but um yeah uh, just a great happy tune that's why i've chosen mm. that one uh david what have you got for us beautiful uh i was playing the song playing this album a lot um when ethan was just about to start school actually um as it turned out he was sort of at about five uh, on our little walking bus on the way to school ethan starts humming the song and then he starts singing the song um unfortunately though uh the song that he was singing um caught the attention of uh some of the teenage girls from wellington girls college and this was the song oh you're gonna take me home tonight oh down beside that red firelight oh you're gonna let it all hang out fat bottom girls you make the rocking world go round yeah and my neighbour, Kari, who was taking him to school that day, was horrified when she turned around. So it was Ethan singing Fat Bottom Girls to the girls from Wellington Girls College. <laughs> Ethan, we love you, man. We love yeah. you, bro. Good on he you. He still remembers it, too. I mentioned it to him tonight. Um, yeah. yeah, so that is that is my favourite hit, just because of that um, uh, close encounter. Uh, uh, don't Fat Bottom Girls, right? Um a double A side back in the late 70s, 78. Uh, double A side with Bicycle Race, which you probably all know. Um, what I didn't realize, well, I did realize it's one of those things that until it's called out, you go, oh, yeah, of course. Each song mentions the other. Fat Bottom Girls, the song references uh, Bicycle Race, and uh, <laughs> Bicycle Race reciprocates with the line, Fat Bottom Girls, they'll be riding today. Um, yes. Clever. <laughs> 
very clever mm-hmm. and very cool. And they, um, there's a there's a very famous story there as well from um, when they released the album. Um, mm-hmm. To promote the album, they got 50 women to ride naked on bicycles around um, around uh, a, a local dog track. <laughs> the bicycles the bicycles were lent to them by um by halford's bike shop or bike chain and um after after the event they got they got a huge bill and a, a letter of complaint saying um you need to pay for all the saddles because we can't use them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine why this song was controversial when it was released oh, dear. Um, interestingly cool. enough right so is, is it a hit, fellas? Would, do we call yes. it a hit? Yes, it yes. was a hit. Yeah, yeah of course Absolutely. it is. It, it it's on Queen. Numbers. It's on Queen. It's on Queen's greatest hit. It is indeed. Yeah. It, it reached number six. So its highest charting position was no surprises in Holland, France, <laughs> Norway. <laughs> Bloody Europeans, eh? They love their uh, <laughs> sneaky on, Europeans. But on the uh, on the bicycles, um, and and uh. Again, not um, uh, well, not unsurprising. Um, lowest charting position was in the US, and they're just a little bit funny when it comes to this sort of thing. So it did really well in Europe. Um, UK it got to number eleven on the UK singles. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a great song, and just a little bit, of, a little bit of fun. And uh, yeah, you can't take it too seriously. Okay, so that kind of brings us to uh, a wrap for this first half. Um, and um, yeah, we're going to get into um, our deep dive songs and um, some live Queen as well in part two. Um, so thanks for listening, and um, we'll see you next episode. Cheers. Star leaping through the sky like a tiger, defying the laws of the